Hey, this is Trey from Rift, and you're listening to Discography Discussion. Is that good? That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, it was awesome, man. This is, it's what we want. I got this beautiful mug right over here. Yeah, in the you corner. can just look at this, yourself. And your look at these thing, great right? mugs right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely have a face for podcasting. Hmm? Face, yeah, body, voice. <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah. I was actually hoping you guys were going to do video because I was like, I've never ever seen you guys, obviously. Yeah, so. yeah. I was going to say uh, video is our preference, but some people have really bad internet connections. It's hard to do video with them. <clears throat> to me. To me. Are you and, drinking? Uh, oh, no, that's <laughs> cold brew. Oh, no, it's coffee stout. It's coffee stout. Oh, it's coffee stout. Okay. There so you go. I'm, hey, drinking, I'm drinking one minute before I'm supposed to be, but whatever. <laughs> you got to kick it off. Yeah, you got to kick it off here uh, right on a Sunday here, partner. Absolutely. I was saying, I'm waiting to come down from my caffeine buzz before I start drinking. Or then I, I, if I start getting a beer buzz while I'm still jacked on caffeine, I start like seeing into the future and shit. Oh, that's cool. Well, that's the whole point of this. <laughs> right. That's why we do it. I'm, We're hoping, I'm 17 like, days will just come ahead out. of myself. There you go, man. So that guy that was like, the world's going to end? Yeah, he's wrong. <laughs> How do you know, oh, Coffee Stout? I'm glad those guys are still around, man. I mean, it's been a long time since we've had a world-ending dude, you know? Yeah, I know, right? It's kind of like in Ghostbusters 2 where he's like, you know, are you sure? Does this is when I mean that's I mean your books your books have only your books only going to have been out a month you know you can <laughs> you're like go back and Spread redo your out. business strategy dude Ghostbusters too gotta love it yeah 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 all right so we are talking about so we we've been debating about this because there's a lot of band names that I've never said out loud before and I always just said Caius. Right, but I heard somebody calling him like Keese or. But I was like, no, that's too much like Kiss. It's got to be Caius. <laughs> I have never heard anybody pronounce it uh, differently. Of course, I never knew that Josh Hom was pronounced Hommy until just like a couple of years ago. Either. Oh wow, okay. So uh, you know, I don't know. It's not like I hang out with them, you know. Sure. <laughs> so whatever. I mean. Um, no, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Caius. I'm, I'm sure we can find a uh, video or somewhere on YouTube of somebody in the band saying them it, referring to themselves like as Caius. Yes. Yeah. I've been saying Caius all week. And even if I tried right now, I couldn't change that. So I'm going to stick with no. Caius. I and mean, if somebody was just like Caius, I'm just like, what, 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 like the car? Is that a Caius? Like, yeah. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Can man? I buy an electric Caius or a hybrid Caius? <laughs> No, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, we tend to start and then keep rolling. This is how we do it. <laughs> All right, do it up. I'm ready to go. All right. Uh, just roll the theme music here that we love so much because, yeah, still Pluto, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Public um, domain, baby. And if you actually care that Han shot first, then you are ready for this episode of Discography Discussion. I am Joe. That is Dan. What up? That is Trey Suter from Rift. Hello. What's going on, Trey? Uh, I am uh, hanging out in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. The uh, The weather is delicious. Um... Uh, the rock and roll is always amazing, and I'm talking to you goons about some Caius today. Oh, yeah. We were just in Nashville uh, a few weeks ago. What for? Comic-Con? We were uh, at the uh, Rock and Pod Expo. Um, oh, okay. Killer. It was in Nashville. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. I bought some Sweet Slayer records there for uh, massive discounts. Okay, cool. Podcasters cool, awesome. discount. Stocked yeah. up on my Alice Cooper because, yeah, Alice Cooper. 
not, not a bit, never a bad thing. Never a bad thing. So, this week, we're going to be talking about Caius, which yes, is baby. a lot of fun because we have, we, this is our first, uh, really our first true, I would call maybe a stoner rock slash metal band that we've talked about. We're usually on we're usually on the super brutal side of things, but right, right. Uh, the thing about Caius is they are super brutal in their own way. <laughs> I have to agree, especially I mean, as far as when they first came out, there wasn't really anything like that was that just like sonically bass heavy. Oh my god, I know the bass. The I mean, bass is thunderous. Just, you're like, what is this? You know, I mean, generally, like most metal records are very. Like before then, I mean, the, the high end is just piercing. It is shredding you. Right. I was going to ask, did the bass player write all this? Because it definitely sounds <laughs> like it in places. Uh, I mean, it's obviously there was uh, there was obviously a talk where they're just like, listen, we are going bass. All right. Cut all this high end. Jack. <laughs> no, he's out. All right. We're moving the earth. All right. We're taking this into a whole another tectonic shifting plate warp zone. And, and they did it. Yeah, absolutely. They did. Well, before we get too deep into it, I'm going to go ahead and say thank you to everyone for listening and for subscribing. If you are not a subscriber, you can find everything discography discussion at DiscussMetal.com. We are on Google Play. We are on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. We are on TuneIn Radio. So if you have an Amazon Echo product, you can say to it, Alexa, play the latest episode of Discography Discussion, and she will. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Be sure to like, favorite, and subscribe. It really helps us out and it lets us know you're listening. And Dan is going to tell you all about five-star reviews. Uh, yeah, we love five-star reviews. If you give us one, we will shout you out on the podcast. We will uh, read probably your review. But let's be honest, even if you gave us a one-star review, we probably would read that too because that would be um, a lot of fun. So, uh Give us whatever kind of rating you think we deserve, but just keep in mind, if you like our podcast, the best thing you can do for us is give us a shout-out, give us a comment, give us a like, give us a review. That's really um, that's our bread and butter. That's what keeps us going. And now Trey is going to tell you all about Rift. I am. Every last bit of it. Every single detail. You've got exactly it. 47 seconds. Every last drop. <laughs> Every last drop. Okay. Rift is um, a band that I am in. I play guitar for, I also sing for as well. It was formed uh, in 2015 uh, when me and Cody McCall, who had been in a band previously in the late 90s, called 12 Volt Negative Earth, we had hung out at our original drummer's 40th birthday party and we were just like, man, you know, we're doing absolutely nothing and the only thing we do is play music, so let's just start another band. And then, and then all of a sudden we started trading back some some different demos. Um, we ended up hollering at uh, my buddy Jeremiah to play bass, hollered my friend Jason to play drums, started practicing, and hey, what do you know, before we you know, could believe it, here I am playing shows and releasing EPs again. Um, I definitely, the sound is definitely just like a very huge, psychedelic, crushing mess uh, with uh, a lot of like, a lot of vocal harmonies and things like that. A lot of clean vocals, which can be sometimes off-putting to most metalheads. But it's our thing. I, I figured, you know, we, we wanted to do something original. Um, people just being just blast-beating evil. I love that stuff. I am not going to out-evil the most evil stuff that's been made yet. It's not going to happen. But 
we can uh, we we've kind of found our kind of like psychedelic doom edge, and we 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 just kind of started working with it, and it's we just kind of did what we just kind of do what we we want. You're making music that you like. Yeah, and um, it's like you know I got a job, I make money, I don't have to, <laughs> I don't have to make nobody happy except myself. And but still, luckily, everybody buy the EPs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> luckily uh some other people dig it too you know so i mean we're 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 stoked about it we love it well i definitely uh i definitely did dig it um especially for i like an ep that's a good 30 minutes long <laughs> and uh and you guys did not disappoint me at all in that regard um just i mean and this is this is just my personal opinion but if you guys like if you guys like traditionally heavy music um, music that's that, that that achieves its heaviness through real instrumentation versus, um, you know, your, your your breakdown, your blast beat, your your devilish screams and shrieks. You're you're not really gonna find that here. What you want is uh, what you're getting is a band that is actually heavy because they write heavy shit. They write heavy riffs and are not afraid to go outside of the box. No, that's no. my synopsis of Rift. Heavy like Caius. <laughs> at times heavy like Caius yes yes good good lead in so Dan real quick um, the dream theater disaster to be continued what about it yeah <laughs> last uh, last week we did a uh, we did a dream theater episode with John Drake of the uh, talk to me podcast uh, and only half of it ended up being used because our microphones shit the bed on us uh, somewhere right in the middle of it so uh, yeah, part two's coming, guys, but uh, you guys got this little morsel that we're recording for you today. Uh, you guys are going to get that first. So, And by uh, part two, I don't mean Metal Gear Solid subsistence. I mean, you know, the complete episode. Yeah, we're just going to cut it all <laughs> We're together. just going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'll make that Metal Gear reference there, partner. Nice. All we're right. already best friends. So, Trey, tell me all about Caius. All right, man. We're going to jump into what's probably my... The Caius is my favorite band. I um, um, I remember the first time I ever heard them, I was just a young lad listening to Vanderbilt radio station one day, and I was just in my room kind of just kind of chilling, you know, and um, I remember Rive came on, uh, one of the later tracks on Blues from the Red Sun, and I was just like, what in the hell is this? Um... This is when I was kind of like, I was, you know, obviously, you know, I was a young kid, you know, in the Metallica and Anthrax and all that stuff. Then all of a sudden, you know, you know, grunge starts coming in. You start getting into like new music. And when I heard that, I was just like, what is this? I've got to find it. And what's unfortunate is back in those days, it was really hard to find records. That wasn't a major label uh release either was it i mean it was you couldn't just you couldn't just go to your local shop and pick it up nope i remember i looked for it and i could never find it at all and uh it was it was upsetting and it was kind of a while until i was able to get kaya cds it was until they got signed to electra when sky valley came and then finally you started seeing them pop up at record shops here and yeah i mean you could get sky valley but you could it was still hard to find blues for the red sun and let let alone even wretch <laughs> yeah, Wretch is, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, forget about it. I have a cassette of it, actually, but <laughs> that was mm-hmm. uh, that was a ra- that was a random thrift store find. Is that next to your Nickelback cassette tapes there? No, it's, there's no Nickelback cassette tapes. Brandon Kellum is a liar. Yeah, I don't care <laughs> what Nickel- Toomey said on his show. I don't think Nickelback was have... around when they were still releasing cassettes, <laughs> yeah. were No, I, I don't, don't think know. so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe the first one, the first Nickelback record might have been on cassette, but mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But you mentioned... 
Metallica, and when I'm sitting down listening to Wretch for the first time, number one, I'm extremely satisfied to be listening to this band called Caius. Thank you for that. And the second thing was, I'm definitely hearing the James Hetfield in his voice. Yeah, I'm here. I hear the Danzig a lot too. Oh yeah, uh, there, there's a lot of grunge. There's a lot of. I mean, it's, yeah. it sounds like 1991, where nobody really knew what they were and they didn't care. Exactly. Uh, people were a lot more into just like, hey, we're going to start a heavy band. There weren't there weren't subgenres upon subgenres yet. Everybody was just kind of like experimenting. And you'd like you'd go see a band, and you'd, I remember going to see shows, and like everything, you know, you go see somebody who's like you know tuned down and heavy, but you know you couldn't sit there and place it. I I couldn't say I was into doom metal back when I was in high school. No one really said that. You just knew that you liked you know? heavy music. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. guy did. <laughs> well, I had the internet when I was in high school. <laughs> yeah, I had the predecessor to the internet when I was in high school, but not the not the full blown internet. You had uh, uh, bulletin board systems. I ran a bulletin board system. Nice. Sir. Is nice. it still up? Can I go to it now? No, you cannot. Damn it! Uh, I used to archive. be able to find a bunch of artwork that was used on. There was like a repository for like old school like splash screens nice. when you logged into it. I remember discovering it one day. And I was just like, wow, this is stupid. <laughs> that was cool. I remember downloading old DOS shareware games on bulletin board systems back in the day. Shareware. Huh? That's right. Shareware. Yeah, usually it was full on piracy, but they would say that it was they would say that it was shareware, you know, so that it would look completely legit. And back then the companies weren't searching bulletin board systems to see if people were stealing their shit. But I ended up getting into a lot of music, actually, on those bulletin board systems, too. I met a lot of people that I ended up making bands with um, and, you know, you know, dubbing CDs off of when I was a kid. I mean, that was the only thing. I, I met, the main reason I even got into punk rock or the Melvins or anything like that was a buddy that I met on a bulletin board system. If mm-hmm. I wouldn't have met him on a bulletin board system, I wouldn't be on this. I wouldn't be staring at your video faces. Right. Casey Carver. <laughs> so you'd be, you'd be just working some shitty job and... I'd be dead. I'd been in a meth explosion uh, by now. Fair uh, enough. Yeah, you know, that's that's pretty much where it goes. I, I I wouldn't have made it far. Well, as Caius is putting it, uh, it's Dan's favorite, by the way. Well, goddamn, son of a bitch. Oh baby. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Oops, sorry, I blew you guys out there. I feel like uh, I feel like there should be a drinking game around this. Like, uh, how many times? You drink every time he says "son of a bitch," or, or yeah, yeah, or it's something song, like that. You it's know, my favorite song. John Garcia, yeah, uh, Wretch. Um, it's one of the. It's the album you go back to because you want to hear the first songs. Uh, a bunch of the songs on there were actually um, re-recorded versions of the self-titled Sons of Caius album, um, which you can go back and listen to. And let me tell you, Dan, if you're not a fan of Wretch, well, let me tell you, Sons of Caius is really going to be right up your alley. Awesome. Um, you, it's. I mean. <laughs> I mean, something you got to remember about Caius, man, is how how young they were. Right. Josh Hom was only two years older than me, and Wretch came out in '91. I was 15, so he was 17. Wow. He was not able to drink until Caius's last album. Well, you know, not officially, but <laughs> he was not legally able to drink until um, until in the, in the circus leaves town. So it's like you. When, that's why when I listen to him, it's just like you hear the youth in it. Absolutely, I mean, it's. I mean, it's just like it is a bunch of dudes who do not give a shit about anything except having a fun time with their friends, playing music. And uh, if you if you do any research about the band, you can kind of see where their origins are from just like throwing parties and stuff like mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah. you know. 
And uh, I think it was a great way to end up just exploring. It kind of reminds me of like when I started making music. I just, we, you know, we didn't, none of us, none of us had any friends. None of us had girlfriends or anything. We just had, uh, we just go out to my buddy's house that had an eight track recorder and we just sit up all and just record and record or whatever we did playing around with different effects i i learned how to make noises before i learned how to play a guitar sure and it, and and that i always have that feeling when i listen to caius i still have this i, I listen to him and i still sit, hear this like youthful playfulness and like all of it really got set in motion by that early stuff if you sit there and listen to it a lot of it's really kind of like a little dated now obviously due to the recording um josh's home josh Holmes guitar homie's guitar sound is completely different from what it became it's still got a lot of high end to it it's got like that presence to it you know you hear him hitting like pinch harmonics and stuff like that right it's like and other than that wretch also has this like like hooky rocking feeling almost like the misfits yeah it was the most punkish out of out of all of them that I had heard, and I thought, uh, like you were saying about youth, youthful energy, is it's very apparent on Wretch. Um, I think the only the only thing that I didn't really like about Wretch was that it was almost too happy. I don't know if happy's <laughs> the right really the right word to to use for it, but um, you know, you, you once you go past that, everything else is like almost in a totally different vein, in yes. my opinion, and so. Uh, I liked them. I liked a little bit more serious, almost doom aspect mm-hmm. of the latter albums versus Wretch, which was just kind of like, "All right, guys, we're in a band, and holy shit, we're recording a record," you know. And um, I definitely know that feeling, and so I can appreciate that when I hear it. But uh, yeah, um, you know, obviously their sound would evolve and kind of come completely different of it. Uh, but uh, I think um, if I would, I, w- I would have loved to have heard that album first before I had, I've got a chance to listen to the later albums. So I would sure. have seen them evolve instead of seeing them devolve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of, sure. you know. um, I, w- I probably would have had a lot more of appreciation for, for wretch, even though I still have a, a lot of songs on there that I like. Um, you know, there's still like some good stuff that's on there. Isolation, one of the songs they redid. I, I think that's a really cool hooky jam. that's oh, on yeah. there. Um, uh, Cotton Jammer, uh, that's definitely one of the more popular ones. The, both of those songs were on Sons of Caius. Um, but Cotton Jammer has this really cool riff. Uh, it's like this, it's just like trucking away, and then all of a sudden they just boom, it comes to like a speeding halt, and then just goes down. And it's like just like real, like groovy riff. Um, stuff like that is where you really start seeing what would become the, the later, you know common themes and Caius once you hear that it's also with the last song uh, stage so you hear them really start to mess with the effects they that whole track is planted out in the end and you really start to kind of you know you, you really start to like okay you, you can kind of see where they're where they're about to be heading here right I definitely get the same type of satisfaction from listening to this as I get from listening to bleach by Nirvana yes nobody will ever say that it sounds great. But it's one of those examples of it's all about the energy. Mm-hmm. And I, I get the same, I, I get the impression that if I listened to this band live, this is how I would have felt when I did. And that's, that's cheesy because a lot of people say, oh, it's all about the energy. It's all about the feeling. It's like, no, no, this, this actually is. <laughs> and it's, I would have loved to heard the Son of Caius. I, I haven't heard that. 
I think it's mm-hmm. on YouTube. You can you can you can yeah. That's the only it. way you can really. Yeah. Everything's on YouTube now, isn't it great? Sometimes yeah, you can see a little vinyl rip of it on YouTube. I actually went back and checked it out because I remember I had like a CD dub of it or something like that, and I was just like, yeah, this is this is as bad as bad as medium. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, is there a standout on this record for you? Um, I say definitely isolation. Um, it used to be called Isolation Desolation on Sons of Caius, um, but then got renamed Isolation. And uh, it's it's just a good, hard ripping kind of like dark song. The let's let's say let, let's have a, a conversation about Caius's lyrics for a moment momentarily. <laughs> He's yes, been let's. waiting this whole time. Let's. Can somewhat be a little bit lighthearted at times i don't know if you guys are familiar with the rick and morty uh interdimensional cable episodes but oh it's yes. kind of like when they're yeah. just kind of like uh man it sounds like these guys are just kind of making it up as they go <laughs> yeah i noticed that because i'm 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 typically a very deep lyric like analytical lyric reader and that's a lot of our episodes i'm we might say that a band has like the greatest music in the world but the lyrics were dumb i'm i'm the first one to be like oh this is but i didn't think this was dumb this was like it's just so it. out it's there. Just, <laughs> it's non-contrived. It, yeah. it wasn't supposed to be that. It's it's supposed to. It was supposed to represent where they were. But I can totally see them. I can totally see them never having lyrics until they sat down and record. And somebody was like, "Okay, well, these songs have to have lyrics now. Right? Uh, go." Yeah. Hi, I'm answering my eyes, Nick Oliveri. Hi, yeah. I'm answering my eyes. <laughs> at first, you know, it's weird because at first I thought that there might have been some like metaphor going on here. Not that I've been able to pick up, and if they, if it is there, I'm just not smart enough to pick up on it. It's not, it's not. But yeah. but yeah, but yeah. No, but if they're I'm, like you know 17, there's probably yeah. not yeah, exactly. <laughs> too much going on there. Exactly. I get a exactly. days of the new feel off these guys too, as far as young singer and just energy and feel. But like the lyrics are just kind of cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not they like def- Steel Panther cheesy, but <laughs> right. No, no, that's that was kind of the Kai's thing, man. I yeah. don't know. The lyrics just weren't like. I mean, every now and again, you'd get some deep introspective stuff, but most of it was just like this. Really, kind of, it sounded a bunch of just dudes making up stuff off the top of their head, man. Yeah, well, it's I, I get kind of the same vibe that I get off of something like Neurosis, you know, um, that it's really just all about the overall sound, you know, in the end. And, obviously, uh, obviously, yeah. So next record. 1992 blues for the red sun blues for the red sun this is my this is my introduction when i heard writhe off uh off of 91 one um once you go back and finally i you know you get this record and then you're just like okay you know i can finally listen to this thing you know start to finish um finally you hear josh homs homies uh, i'm gonna say hom forever i still say josh hom it's all good uh, finally finally you hear josh's tone what would become his tone that would be popular in the the, the remaining discography of caius the treble is completely rolled off um he's flipped up to his neck pickup position pretty much here into the end of all of their uh all of their songs that they would ever write um I've done like a little bit of research on like the tones and like, obviously they were like using just like kind of like bass amps and things like that. And it just came out with this just thunderous sludge of riffs and like, even like even bands that played like slow and psychedelic at that point in time, you know, like kind of like, you know, like, um, I I guess you can go into like, you know, like the Melvins and things like that. They still, I I don't think the Melvins hit that low end. Not even close. No. 
You mentioned uh, the Misfits earlier, though. I mean, yeah, no, but Darren von Frankenstein—that's what he does. But just, there was a certain there was a certain like innate like seriousness though to the depth of this tone. Like, I mean, it's it, like calling it sludgy isn't even really like that accurate. Has, like, I mean, it's it's deeper than that. It has these harmonic resonances that are just sound so real. And uh, what I also love about it is like when you sit there and you listen to the record, they just you hear his amp hissing through like the entire thing. Oh, it's yeah. Never- yeah. <laughs> he doesn't care either. It's all about just. <laughs> yeah. No, he just ends up rocking it out, man. But yeah, this this album ends up just like kind of just starting off, starts off with thumb. And which is just uh, uh, once again, uh, Caius at their lighthearted lyrics at their yep, best. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I still just, I love the riff of this. It just, you know, it just such a, such a great kickoff to the album. Um, and then after that, you go into green machine, which is one of my favorite Kaya songs. I absolutely love that song. It's, it's just, you, you, it just, it just it the riff starts to entrance you as so much as Caius does and then once they've got you it's like boom it just takes off and then it's just like you feel like you're just like riding this roller coaster you know into the stratosphere and then boom you hit the fucking warp zone and then right yeah, and then I mean, it goes you crazy just flying yeah. and it's the, the whole beginning of this album just seems like this this like bait to like get you and then once they they get you they just take you on this fucking roller coaster ride of like just all sorts of different kinds of of sounds i mean they just go from like clean jammy stuff to acoustic stuff to just back to just like crushing heavy stuff i mean it's 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 just this it's there there was just absolutely nothing that sounded like this when it came out absolutely yeah not not in 92 I mean, what was everybody listening to in 92? Nirvana? You know, like, it uh, just... Nirvana, Rage Soundgarden. Against the Machine, yeah, you know, Soundgarden. Soundgarden. Yeah, even Soundgarden would have sounded nothing like this sonically, you know? Obviously, I was I was a big Soundgarden fan, you know, uh, as well during this time, you know, but it nothing really sounded that crushing. Yeah, the only nothing. thing I can really compare it to is how, like, you know, nowadays, you know, people like stuff like... Um, People like stuff like Trivium or, you know, Shadows Fall or Slipknot or something. But, like, then you show them, you're like, oh, okay, so you like metal, cool. And then you show them something that's, like, really heavy, like, you know, like, you throw out, like, an obituary record or a Cannibal Corpse <laughs> record. And then, but then all of a sudden they're like, oh, wait, no, 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 hold on, you went too far. And I, and I feel like, and I feel like it's kind of the same shit with yeah. Caius back in 92 where, if you like Nirvana, if you like Soundgarden, you like that kind of Alice in Chains, that kind of stuff. There's things about Caius that are similar that you Z- can yes, find, definitely. But but they're the band that takes it too far. It's like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is too much. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, this, this is, is just, this uh, has gone beyond my limit. This what's we were my all safe having word? a good yeah. time party when we had you know some hot shirtless dudes and videos and stuff like that. Right. I don't know about these weirdos in the desert now. That's right. Just, yeah, yeah. Let's just take a break. Let's get serious. I th- I recall you saying the same thing to me when I showed you snot for the first time. Oh yeah, I did act that way. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, this is everything you like. All at once. <laughs> yeah. He said, yeah, but then he said, fuck the people. And I was like, I'm the people, man. <laughs> you can't say fuck me. Right. Fuck you. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely, though. It's like it's like they just took it too far, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's obviously, that's why we love this kind of music, because that's what it's all about, really, is, is guys that take it a little too far. No, exactly. 
that they, they 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 took it as far as they could and and when they just they, they it was very just like okay we are going to make this bombastic sound and they just they just absolutely did it um there's there's a bunch of good songs off of here man uh and and once you get around to uh once you get around to thong song <laughs> yeah i'm glad the you original brought it up. thong song yeah and the original thong song if somebody could just do a mashup i'm gonna get to work on that right now Th- this podcast is over all right, all right. Yep, yep all right yep see ya yep <laughs> it's been great guys right <laughs> i got all better right. things to do yeah <laughs> uh You're listening to the album, and all of a sudden that track comes on. And you're just like, "What?" what the hell? And um, <laughs> and obviously this is this is Josh Hom. I don't know if it's what it is, but it, it sounds like he's just messing with people at this time. It's yeah. just like, okay, well, you heard from your metalhead friends that this 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 album was cool, and you picked it up, and now you're playing it for all your friends, and then this track comes on, and you're just like. Uh, yeah, I'm still into this. Yeah. <laughs> this is still this is still c- cool, right? Yeah. This, this is this is still cool. It's just such a weird weird track, and it, it's it's that kind of feel and aesthetic. I felt like that you would eventually see in Queens of the Stone Age uh, after a while, and you just see oh, yeah. where definitely you, you would feel Josh's like humor inside his. He seems like a man that just has inside jokes just between himself and himself. Right, and. I'm sure he thinks he's hilarious. Sure. Uh, one, one of the other cooler things about this song uh, that I never noticed until I, like when we were getting, I was getting hyped up to do this. I was going back and like, listen to stuff and I was just jamming it. You know, um, I always generally pick about like, like a week out of the year to listen to all my favorite brands albums. And I was like, so this made a good time to do it. Uh, but when you're listening to the, when this, the song starts, you hear him clicking a flanger pedal on, on and off mm-hmm. in the left speaker. He's sitting there playing and singing. And when he's not singing, you hear just that. I'm just like, you guys are just stone fucking around in the studio in there, man. Y'all right. just around. You're messing with me. Um, it's one of those. I click this button and it makes a sound here. Look. Hey guys! Hey guys! Check this out! Hey, hey check hey, this out! Hey, yeah. hey, Cage! Here, yeah, here, play yeah. this note. Yeah, come look at this. All right, that's a song. <laughs> Next song. <laughs> that's some tenacious D right there. I just see all these like, and I think everyone's. I can't remember how old everybody is. I think everybody's young, a little younger. I'm pretty sure John Garcia is younger than Josh Homme, but. <laughs> just see all those dudes just sitting in the studio blasted just being like wow man that's really cute <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna believe what this pedal i found does so so dude i found this guy his name's jim morrison he's got this band called the doors we should do something like that oh you mean that style no like free form <laughs> everything free form <laughs> all right so this song is called the thong song this is gonna be a big hit in the early 2000s <laughs> Not for the ins- same reason. Yeah, in years from now, we are going to inspire someone to write a song. Then you get past that when it, it kind of jumps back into like uh, it starts getting back into some. You start getting into like um, you get into Freedom Run, like which is like just the predecessor right to Eight Hundred, which is kind of just like a like a weird like vocal thing that's going on where he starts to alternate 
uh, free to run, free to run, free to run, free to run. And then he starts going freedom run. And then it changes into freedom run, freedom run, freedom run. Obviously, these guys are blasted on acid. Absolutely. Love them for. Um, and then. I really uh, dug Alan's wrench. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's another one. It's another Kaya song, but that's when I was kind of back to, oh, look at this. I'm still listening to Kaya. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's got a good riff. Uh, Rise will always have a special place in my heart. Just when it starts to just, you know, it comes in just like real, just real open chords. But this is another great thing about Caius is that you listen to them and their heaviness is really in their simplicity. I mean, there's not a lot of like, you know, there's not a lot of guitar gymnastics going on here, man. No, not this at is, all. Anybody can play this, but who did play no, it? Yeah, exactly. It's just like, here you go. Just, just they just bang it out and i mean it is just like it sounds just like a like if a caveman had to make a record and you just taped a fucking guitar to his forehead and he's just like bam bam right. it's it's awesome um and then it's when it just has a huge open opening chords and then it just goes into that pounding thing and i just remember when i heard that i was just i was hooked i was like oh my god i want to listen to this it's one of those jams like you know, you're just like in your room by yourself and you're just on top of the bed, just like rocking out, just like a little kid, you know, sisters banging on the doors. Turn that fucking shit down, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, Leave me alone. This is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> or you're just like, this is my thing. You know, I definitely had one of those moments the first time I listened to that. I'm going to go start a band called People Mover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. All right. <laughs> Ixnay on the Epo. We're not, we're not going. We're not going down that road today. What, what surprised me about this record too is this one's clearly like, out of the first two, this one's clearly the best. Um, and what I found interesting was that this record did not do well. I mean, obviously, it did well enough to get him signed to Electra, right? Right. Like so, mission accomplished. Um, you got the record but, deal. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, this record, but yeah, this record just like Wretch was like really hard to find. And uh, mm. it's disappointing. Um, I've got I've got the first three Caius albums on cassette, um, actually, um, and that's that's the beauty of nobody giving a shit about cassettes anymore. Is that just they're there in the wind? So uh, literally go out and like it's like well I've got five dollars and come home with like I have now I have I have every band's discography. Right, I have an um, indie, right. <laughs> so I'm gonna start a po- now I'm gonna have to start a podcast about them. Yeah, so yes, that's yes, a exactly. way more accurate statement than you would believe. <laughs> Uh, so, but yeah, no, like this, uh, this record was, is probably my favorite, uh, Caius because it's, it's a mix of, it's a mix of old and new. It still has that mm-hmm. youthful energy and I don't feel like they it were does. like pure fucking doom yet, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I don't know if they ever went pure doom, but you know what I mean? Like a- as we go on, we slow down. It's kind of, uh, yeah, as you go on, you slow down and there's definitely some stuff if they get down there. There's, this is definitely like the predecessor of what we refer to as doom. I, I, when I, when I talk about doom, it's just like, you know, it's, I, I, it's, it's really just, I'm just looking for the ingredients, not really for what the sound, the sound is really. I mean, if Absolutely. you've got slow guitars, they're tuned down, you're singing about space aliens. Right, sure. you got to do, okay? I don't care what you want to call it. If you put a bunch of tomato sauce on some spaghetti, it's spaghetti. Absolutely. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, that's, I don't. I'm not going to sit here and get to a bunch of sub subgenres about it. You know, it's that's that's just what it is to me. Nobody has time to pull up that Excel spreadsheet and be like, okay, does it contain <laughs> the following criteria? Yeah, sure. If, if this, then that. 
<laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Speaking of subgenres, welcome to Sky Valley. Oh yeah, 1994. Now it's time for church, ladies and gentlemen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Trey Suter. Well, it's a good Sunday, so let's do it. Sky Valley is my desert rock album. It's if it's just like you can have one. That's it. That's it. It's it's absolutely perfect in my mind. I remember this was the first one. Finally, they're on Electra. I remember going to Tower Records and uh, back in the day, and like the only way you'd really be able to listen to new music is like their little listening stations. And there I saw it, Caius. I was like, oh my God, Caius, you know? And, and I sat Hello. there and I put my headphones on and I hear the first track of Gardenia. And I'm just like, it's just, oh my God, what is this space trip I'm going on, man? And it's just like, I, 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 I it, it took me to another level. I still will just, Turn that album up, listen to that first heavy riff, and just it's just it's just like the first time I ever heard it. Um, this is where Caius really starts to explore their spaciness sound. Um, it, it, they really start to play around with like different different like different abstract feels um and it's 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 obvious i I think that garcia and and josh sat down and were just like okay we want to make this we want to take this band spacey i mean all the titles like have like space like you know space cadet asteroid shit like that you know uh this was this was them like uh, this is the first time in kaius where i think they started to become a kind of a focused contrived well contrived is a bad word but they wanted to go for it it's like i want to make an album like this where previously it just sounds a bunch like a bunch of bunch of dudes showed up in the jam room with a six-pack and you know just started you know bashing it out right this is like i want to make something like this and then they made it i think the word we would use for now would be pretentious but that's not really the right word um but no, they very, you know, hey guys, it's three songs. Well, there's 10 tracks, there's three songs. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, cool. Let's go with it, you know. Um, well, you got to remember for anybody who's who gets this like on Spotify or, or uh, Apple Music or something like that, it's not like that anymore. Right. It's separated into the separate tracks. Yeah, it's a bummer. So they, uh, they, they don't know, they would never know that, it's you a know. It's continuous. Yeah, there were yeah. three continuous tracks, and then you had the secret track at the end, and that's which we'll get to. And that's what's great about having the tape. Because <laughs> you never know. Oh, man. But, I mean, Gardenia. I mean, I just just like thinking about it. I, I, I just love it so much. Um, written by Brant Bjork, the drummer. Oh, absolutely. He, yeah. Uh, I, I, I am a big Brant Bjork fan. Uh, I was a big fan of him when he was in Fu Manchu, um, and his solo stuff is really, really cool. Uh, it's very laid back and very, very new and, and fresh. I, I like it quite a bit. Um, but then they start going. Then they start going into Asteroid. It's second track on the album's an instrumental. You know, <laughs> sped up though. It's a little yes. sped up. At least, mm-hmm. you know, they start to speed it up at the end. Uh, oh man, it's and that 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 track, it's like, uh, all right, you guys are gonna have to indulge me into my my childhood brain, but I always had like this like narrative when I listen to that song. Um, I, it's it just sounds like you know, 
an as like you think about it like an asteroid is like crashing into it it's like the beginning of it's like clean and it's just like it's kind of like the serenity before this asteroid comes and destroys and then the mm-hmm. entire song switches the distortion comes on and it's just wow no no wow it just starts pounding you in the fucking face and it sounds like now you're from the asteroid's perspective <laughs> our version of that would be hope's fall yeah. <laughs> it just oh, this yeah? onslaught begins out of seemingly oh, yeah. nothing yeah, and then you're oh, locked man. into space for the next hour. Yeah, exactly. And then just that riff that just starts getting faster. I mean, it's um, I remember learning that riff, and it's it's a fun riff to play. Uh, it's 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 a blast. But that song is is just so killer. I love it. I, I love any rhythm guitarist that is not afraid to bust out the wah wah pedal. Mm-hmm. And, and he does it. This is the nineties, baby. It's, it's allowed. It's the nineties. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's allowed today. I don't care. I'm still rocking. Oh, I, I don't know if it's allowed I today. Oh, I wah, I wah. I don't really do it. I do it a lot. I mean, I don't, I don't walk a chicka wow wow, but right. I, uh, I, I still do it for like you know. I kind of do it like kind of like Frank Zappa used it. He just kind of used it to kind of just like change the sound of it. Like I don't really do it like really fast unless I'm looking for like a freaky effect or something like that. But I just kind of like I move it kind of back and forth or like really high up so I can just kind of cut the bass end out for like a like a new kind of sound. Um, See, there's a rule. Anytime anybody brings up Frank Zappa, I have to ask: Are you a Captain Beefheart fan? I am. We'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> you guys could do that episode oh, yeah. by yourself. Took off my <laughs> and felt free. I won't say I'm the hugest fan, but uh, yeah, I, I jammed some Trout Mask for sure. Absolutely. Got it on vinyl. We'll talk. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, man. But no, uh, just kind of going track by track. You know, you get into, then you go into Super Scoopa. Uh, the vocals come back. Um, you know, a good, just another good, just pounding. Uh, riff song with uh john garcia kind of hitting like some high stuff during the chorus um this has also got that weird uh outro where it does like those those three guitar hits that get farther and farther apart yeah um (laughs) trippy because we're assholes (laughs) the song's not over yet it was kind of a dick move but you're sitting there and it's like you know you get up to like go like you know you know you're like well this song's over you know you get up to go something just like scares the crap out of you that last time it plays you know that's crazy that's the thing that we all think would be a really good idea in practice and then we try it in the studio and we end up cutting it from the record no no yes oh no no Caius. Only, oh no we're leaving only it a in a tight band like that could be able to do it and it's just so obvious that they're recording in the same room together you know obviously that they they down those tracks that's what's um, great because they can speaking of wah pedal then we go into 100 degrees i'm glad you brought that up Mm-mm. all of a sudden you're just kind of this in this track two stage. right Huh? Yes, this it's track two, off. right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> With that crazy thing, it's like he, he, you hear the volume on his guitar come up. It pans from right to left, and you hear, and you're just like, uh oh. <laughs> and then boom all of a sudden you're back into just high gear and you're kind of into like some more of the stuff that you'd be familiar with if you were listening to blues from the red sun or something like that you know i remember really wanting wishing i was more drunk listening to this record i mean that's always um i always felt like there was a certain level of enjoyment like i enjoyed it 100 percent, but i was like maybe i could enjoy it 150 percent if i was <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what i'm talking about though right like when you're when you're a little buzzed even like music 
that maybe mm-hmm. didn't grab you as much before becomes like literally the greatest thing you've ever heard. Well, it's all set and setting, uh, you know. I mean, it's it's hard to get. I find it hard to get into a mindset where I can really in, enjoy music unless I've like had some time to just kind of distance myself from the uh, you know the real world. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Air quotes for everybody in po- podcast podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, and uh, you know, you crack a couple of brews, man, and it kind of takes it. It makes it a little bit easier to kind of forget the um, ridiculousnesses of reality. Sure, and. Just get and just kind of get in you know, a good jammy mood. Trust me, I hear what you're throwing down. Okay, but yeah, but yeah, um, <laughs> 100 degrees. It, it kicks off just like an, an absolute just juggernaut of a rocker. Lovely, lovely track. Uh, I, I have some fond memories of being particularly buzzed. Um, I was I was playing guitar for this girl on Arista Records for a little while. I was a hired gun. We were opening for the Cult. And, nice. Uh, Damn. And I remember being in the uh, uh, I remember being in the hotel room uh, just after a, after a good show and uh, just cranking 100 degrees up, uh. <laughs> having a tornado rock and roll fun time just myself, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Space Cadet. Space Cadet. I bring man. up Space Cadet because. Where the fuck did this come from? I listen to it still today. Okay, this is another thing I want to talk about with this album is how dry the vocals are. You listen to a lot of metal records, including, you know, riff, mm-hmm. and it's saturated in reverb. Uh, it kind of, it, it, it leads to the sound. And it is very interesting to me to listen to a band that is so, uh, that is trying to like generate this like psychedelic vibe, the psychedelic sound. Mm-hmm. Really not a lot of effects on the vocals. Uh, I expected it to be more time, over, yeah, otherworldly, but it wasn't. Yeah, uh, every now and again you hear them, you hear them like uh, in Space Kid, he's like singing dry, and then after a while it turns to this very background thing where it sounds like he's singing through like a Leslie cabinet, and that is really the only effect he would ever use. And you hear it uh, uh, time again on um, in the Circus Leaves Town, uh, but there's 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 I, I don't think there's any reverb on here. You listen to Gardenia, you listen to the beginning of Space Cadet, and it's just it's just dry as hell you're just listening to his voice and it's just so personal um it, the uh, the lyrics to it uh, i think it's probably lyrically my favorite kaya song um uh, it was when they finally it's just like they kind of turn from this and they had this like really introspective vibe that was in there and uh you know you just hear everybody in there um jamming that acoustic line car comes in you hear that tambourine hit that comes in like after a while brant's just back there he's not really hitting snare or he's got his snare disengaged or something and he's just sitting there just kind of rolling back and they're just kind of jamming and feeling it and it's just it's absolutely beautiful beautiful just it's just that's just a really really beautiful beautiful song yeah it all comes together really there you mentioned the no reverb thing i mean there's the 90s right there ladies and gentlemen there was either no reverb at all or too much (laughs) You got butthole surfers. You, you either had butthole surfers or you had this. You either had Pearl yeah. Jam or you had Nirvana. I mean, that's what it was. And I don't know why it became such a dirty thing, but mm, you don't, I, I, you don't yeah. need it for, for this. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. And uh, it, it was great. I always, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it was kind of left out of the sound for sure. I think that was, um, I, I, I got the feeling they, might have messed around with it and then they finally just kind of pulled it out or maybe even John Garcia was really adamant about that he's just like no I don't want to reverb no I don't want to reverb 
on my vocals at all. Who knows? That's something that's that's one of the one things if I could ever pin one of them down to talk about Caius, I'm sure they all hate they all hate each other and would are, are totally probably completely tired of even talking about it. But still so many questions. What happened so to the band? Because, I mean, you're only around for five years and you put out all this great music. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the only, only thing I can do is read an interview here or two and hear where they've been pissed off and suing each other and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, I don't know these guys. I try not to be a fanatic like that. And like, it's like, I really don't want to... I don't really want to be deep into their personal lives. I just want to kind of respect them for making some awesome music. I, I feel like if I right. knew every single thing about everybody I listened to, I'd stop listening to music. So I just don't really. It would I ruin it for you. You know, it really, in a lot of bands, I've been that guy. It's like <laughs> wanting to know everything, you know? Yeah. And that's probably just the podcaster in me. You know, you, you want the full scoop, exactly. you know, for yeah. everything. But the thing is, is that like, it can really kill your appreciation for certain people. Yeah. You know, so sometimes you're just like, man, I wish I would have never met that band. Oh yeah. <laughs> they, they're dicks. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, especially, especially like with what we do, you know, it's one of those, like, you're really taking a chance when you ask somebody to be on and you're like, Oh man, I was a huge fan of them, but they were total assholes to us. <laughs> you know, like, thankfully that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, we've been we've yeah, been very lucky. Toomey's told me some stories, but yeah, no, you're catching uh, me on a good day. You're catching me on a good day. There you go. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, I don't know if Toomey warned you about me or had good or bad things to say. I'm surprised mm-hmm. he didn't warn you about us. <laughs> we've been known to go on for three hours before. <laughs> or those well, guys. Well, Titans kick off at three. I can't go that long. There you go. Uh, but no, uh, continuing call. on, um, just to kind of uh, just get down to uh, uh, my next, like, this is probably another one of my favorite tracks on the album is Demon Cleaner. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, if the liner notes are correct on this, on the greatest hits thing they put out, this is apparently a first take. Um, oh, and apparently, bullshit. There's oh, no that's way. What, that's what the liner notes say on the grade. Okay. They say it's a first take. All right. Demon. How in the world could you have done this on a first take? I have no idea. Now, I don't know what they mean musically or vocally all at the same time or anything like that. I would I would have a guess that it meant uh, musically, obviously, and then they went into the vocal overdub. But um, this that's this song just like, man, it's, it is a, just a snake charmer of a riff, man. It just does this thing to you, man, and it's just like... It starts to have this, like, you know, Arabic modal feel or whatever you call it. I don't know. I'm not much of a music. In video game person. terms, I was like, oh, we're in the desert level. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, and it's just like it's it's just it's just so interesting. It's just like, man, here comes just it's like we've 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 had so many feelings so far. Yet here's a new one. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's a that's an absolutely awesome track. Um, the um, um, the other that one, then you finally move into track three. Um, the the next three, <laughs> the you. next three songs are kind of like uh, th- those are uh, they're good songs. I like them a lot. Uh, but the the last song, Whitewater, uh, once again written by Brant. Uh, this this entire album is bookended by Brant Bjork. I, I it's it's to be honest with you, I never really knew that. Well, that's if Wikipedia is right. Who knows? He's I great. Guess that's, no, I think but, the liner uh, notes do credit. Yeah, because this was his uh, last record, wasn't it? 
Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Um, uh, but Whitewater, ah, what a beautiful jam in the middle of it. Uh, it has probably one of my favorite bass lines in rock. Scott Reeder starts to do this like almost like dub reggae thing. After a while, it's just like that. Oh, this like he's just he keeps on flipping back and forth, flipping back and forth all the while. Josh is just kind of like you know doing like this kind of like high noodling thing, mm-hmm. and uh, man, and then it just kind of just just kind of starts to break apart and just fall away, and this album just kind of fades away. It fades it's, out. It doesn't leave you with this like crushing ending, this giant outro, you know, this crescendo. It just just goes away. Almost like we'll be back for more. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, one last time, bitches. Stay, yeah. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> sure. Oh, man. Well, let's That's talk about the, the circus leaving town. Let's do it, man. Um, as we leave my first favorite album of all time and go into what will be the last Caius full length, when you listen to this album, this album sounds like a band's last album. Um, oh, it's a swan song uh, album for sure. Yeah. You know, you're listening to it and it just has that vibe that they're just like, you know, I won't say that's like it's, you know, it's a contractual obligation, but it really sounds like they are kind of being pulled in like these just different, um, just like these different interests of what the band should sound like at this point in time. I, if I was to speculate at this point in time, I feel Josh is really ready to jump off the diving board and go into just rock absolute weirdness, which is sure. what, you know, Queens of the Stone Age would become this just absolute, like, I, I think he really wanted to just, when he, when he wanted, like he was doing whatever he wanted in Kai's and then he was ready to take that up a level. And you start to hear that in this album. Mm-hmm. Um, most notably when you hear El Rodeo kick off man another one of those just like kind of like you know his like in his desert level songs as you like to say which is my favorite track on the album um which is mostly instrumental um it's like this is probably this probably has my favorite uh tone of josh's i feel like he really perfected his guitar tone on this one still just like heavy as all get out um the first two tracks when he gets off, I, it feels like when I listen to this album, like the songs are out of order or something. Yeah, I, they could go for a rearrangement. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, Hurricane's a good song. I don't know if it was an opener, though, but I felt like maybe just everything else on here, nothing really nothing really sounded like an opener. So they were just like, well, throw a hurricane sure. on there. Um, One Inch Man has got a, a really cool vibe to it. It's just really, really odd and strange. And you start to hear just like, just like all like the kind of like weird, the weirdness really start to take a hold. It's starting to focus elsewhere instead of being like this, like crushing juggernaut all the time, this like sonically expansive, you know, insanity, all of a sudden the focus is on weird. And, uh, a common thing you hear in this album a lot is, is also like on like the early Van Halen. There's a lot of points in which the guitar is on one side and the bass is on the other. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that, um, listening to them on my speakers, actually, um, I've got just a straight stereo speaker set up. And I thought something was actually wrong with one of my speakers for a minute because I was only doing the bass <laughs> out of it. Because, I mean, most no. modern recordings aren't that way. So I just, uh-huh. my brain did a total, oh, okay, this is supposed no. to sound this way. 
They do a lot of that. Um, Garcia would do a lot of that, like a different like breakdowns, uh, like in previously, like in Space Cadet. Like there's a point where you just hear his voice just coming just very lowly out of just like one speaker. You know, they really kind of took advantage of that. They would they would they would do stuff like that like all the time, which was I, I was really cool. It had an amazing effect on there. Um, the old Boozer Rooney, that's a good jam. Um, Written by Scott Reader, apparently. Once again, if Wikipedia. That's one of my true. favorites on this record. Uh yeah, it's that's yeah, that's got a that's just got a great jam to it, man. Um, you know, you start to go into, then you get like uh, uh, Jumbo Blimp, Jumbo mm-hmm. Tangy Zizzle. Uh, it was a real good band um, in Nashville back in the day called Christine that used to do an awesome cover of Tangy Zizzle. Okay. Zizzle. It was really awesome. But yeah, I mean, it's like you start to hear all this stuff and like this is where this album is just like it really starts to become like you you start to hear like kind of the groundwork of what's going to become like what's going to become kind of Queens of the Stone Age. You start to hear their weirdness. Yeah, it's a good transition, actually. Yeah, it's it's like you really start to hear it in there. Um, And there's just like this album has so much like there's a lot of instrumentals and there's a lot of songs that are absent of vocals and it's kind of interesting to me i mean they've always had songs that were like they would like take a break from from vocals um especially early on in the album which i'm sure drove electra mad oh yeah i can just see them being an a and r man's absolute fucking nightmare you know just like the second song's an instrumental you know, the third. I was like, "What? You what do you mean you have instrument? You mean you have a singer and he doesn't sing?" We need hits. We need. <laughs> yeah. We need the first half of this record to be so so hit heavy. It's yeah. like you, you get you assholes can do whatever you want on side B. You know, like that's yeah, exactly. Uh, and the, the, if there ever was a hitless band, this is it, man. I mean, they it's just it's just not there. You know, now you'd have to wait. You'd have to be waiting around for Queens of the Stone Age. It's for cool. That. It's cool. For You'll musicians, get your no one but... knows eventually, guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bands that are cool for musicians, you know, but mm. everybody else, it's like, yeah, all right. A band's band, yeah. I mean, that's just that's just kind of how it is, and it's like if you know, but it's it's kind of like the things like you know, like you, you, not a lot of people listen to like albums in their entirety these days, but that's how no. this music was written, listened to, right? You know, putting Caius on a playlist, you're you're missing the point because you were missing all the other songs you right. know that need to be contrasted against it to get it you know i mean it's it's just so out of place you know, there's there's no, it's it's supposed to be listening to and listened to as an album and you you just when i when i hear it it's like i don't listen to Caius unless i'm going to listen to the entire album you know and i'm going to listen to it i am as soon as i get back into my car i pick up right where i left off and it's like i'm just whoop right back into the jam right there where I like left off man yeah usually when we do an episode with a band we do a playlist a suggested playlist because we can't really get away with playing like entire songs um, right or maybe we can we're just not willing to take the chance mm-hmm. you know somebody a, a listener suggested well can't you guys just at least make a playlist it's like but for certain bands it's kind of like yeah, listen to this album, this album, and this album. You know, yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's like can't, they only have really four albums. Like, yeah. You know, it's like here. <laughs> you know, it's one of those. I love bands where, like, you know, you could go, you know, spend, you know, forty bucks or so back a day, and you have their discography. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, because I mean, there's some bands that are just like I, I like, 
but they're just absolutely so daunting to get into, like the swans or something like that. Sure, it's just yeah. like, you know, I was like, where the hell do I start with this? You know, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, you know, I have a friend of mine recommend a couple albums that I like, but I mean, then you go talk to like, you know, people who are just like huge friends of just considering just rattle off all this information about 4 million album. You know, I, I even have trouble doing that with Frank Zappa and I'm a huge Zappa fan. Well, know? it's much easier to recommend a record to somebody than it is a band. Yeah. You know, yeah. and if I ask, and if, this is the thing, even though Sky Valley is my favorite album, I don't think I'd, I'd recommend it as the one to start off. I'd still recommend uh, Blues for the Red Sun to start off with. That's Agreed. kind of my Agreed. outlook on that. You know, some bands that have been around for a while that have a lot of records that have distinct songs, you can give somebody a playlist and say, now if you're into it, after this, go listen to this record. This band, it's go pick up a copy of Blues for the Red Sun, sit down, light said candle, right. drink said <laughs> beer, and enjoy. Or light other item that you may have. Yes, exactly. <laughs> However you choose to relax if you're living in Colorado, Nevada. Yeah. You know, don't want to promote the whatever illegal. you want. Yeah. Okay, so this and this is uh, <clears throat> where I'm going to take a, a little moment to rant. I'm going to use your platform to rant about something. We got you, brother. Is there a specific song you'd like me to play while you rant? No, I wish I, I, I wish you would have said something. Maybe I could have played uh, had like some some sequence synthesizer madness ready to cue or something like that's that. If, if you could, if you could do that, that's fine. Um, Give me three seconds. <sighs> okay, he's got all night to work on it after this, so he can make it sound <laughs> whoever he wants it to sound. Okay, yeah, go for it. Okay, um, if you have decided to look at the uh, review for. Uh, in the Circus Lee's town on Apple Music, you will see a synopsis of this album, um, which hits all the high points, you know, and the, the usual adjectives and things like that. But there's fucking something that pisses me the fuck off. And that's the fact that they refer to the last track, Spaceship Landing, as a 30 minute epic. It is not a 30 minute epic. You just listened to the first fucking seconds and then you heard and you saw the track length and then you wrote it because if you would have listened to it, you would have known it only goes on for 11 minutes and had space for almost 20 and then a secret track. So whoever it, if, if you're hearing me, whoever wrote that, you need to be fired and you need to hire me to write the proper review of this album because you got somebody mailing it in over there. They're over there uh, just you know, collecting a paycheck. They're sitting there skimming through tracks. They're just like, oh, we need you to cover Caius. And the fact that this album that really meant so much to, meant so much to me just kind of ended up on some dude's to-do list. A 34-minute triptych. <laughs> yes. Good God. It's 20 minutes of silence because it was making space for the fucking uh, – it was making space for the, 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 the secret track at That's the end. That's horrible. Because this is the yes. 90s when secret tracks were a thing, and you know yeah. that was the thing. Like, how yeah, long man. does the album go? That is fucking exactly. horrible. Dude, okay. So, like, I can't pretend like I know, but, like, holy shit, dude, even I bullshit better than that. I yeah, mean, really, come man. on. I mean, honestly, God. I, I, if I wanted to just do a shitty job, it, at the very least, just copy and paste from Wikipedia. I mean, <laughs> God damn. I mean, yeah, man. <laughs> like, what the I'm hell? This like, guy can't even be lazy, right? 
I know, man. And I'm just like, dude, it's like, which, which is kind of sad because I, I, I kind of enjoy the Apple music product because the, the playlists are actually pretty tight. I mean, I, I see a lot of like, I see a lot of love that they put into some, excuse me, they put into some stuff from time to time. You know, they're just like, uh, you know, uh, you know, laid back kraut rock volume two from, you know, Southern Germany, you know, it's like, they really go deep on a lot of things. Sure. And I know there's some dudes down there that really care, but the fact that this ended up on, you know, you know, not give a fuck Johnson's desk this right. day, it, it irks me guys. It irks me. Unfortunately, and, I think the blame lies solely on the label or whomever has the right to, distribute this content because mm -hmm. anytime I've done yeah I think they provide their own synopsis yeah anytime I've done any type of music distribution online it's usually done through one service that distributes right. to Spotify Google Play Apple and I'm noticing it's the same thing on Google Google is it's coming oh, it up is. as a 34 so mm -hmm. somebody paid somebody else to cut that album okay. up and okay. distribute that and and so what you didn't I, I, know is you're I, I, mad at a whole group of people you, now. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Now it's like not okay. So number one, uh, th there's some dude who's mailing it in at Apple Music as far as the synopsises go, right. and apparently there's some dude, some you know meta dude to blame for all this as well. So right. I don't know who that dude is. I'll tell I'm you this: you. you can always okay? you can always tell when it's a you. remix because. <laughs> there are bands that have had hidden tracks that if you look them up in digital media, it always, mm. the hidden track is a separate track. And I'm thinking, who remixed the record? I hate hidden tracks because I, I can't just, you know, go to them on my iPod or on mm -hmm. my cell phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but there was a time and a place where they existed. And in that time and place, who remixed the fucking record? I want to know because this should be down here like 20 minutes in the end. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Dan, exactly. can't you wait until you buy that copy of Nevermind with uh, Endless Nameless as, an, as, <laughs> as track 14? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I like hidden tracks that are hidden, but but yeah, to, to be that brazen, like, I mean, shit, I just thought that if you're writing a synopsis of a record, the least you could do is listen to the fucking record. The entire record. <laughs> right, yeah. Know, like, I mean, the, come I mean, on. The least. Like it hate it, not pay attention to, you know, if you're not living on every single syllable of every single vocal line, yeah, I understand, I get it, but just the fact that your ears have heard it right. is an enough, I guess. You well, know. what's it's, especially well, offensive minimum. is that he, like, a 34-minute trip tick, like, he's <laughs> puffing it up. Well, you know yeah, what I mean? I like, know, man. He's like, like <laughs> shit. These like, adjectives coming up with, dude, man, yeah. Like, just don't dude. mention it. Yeah, just don't mention it. Don't be like, it's a 34-minute trip tick. It's an epic track that <laughs> changes your life, does your taxes, you know, burns <laughs> your house like, to the ground and rebuilds it. You know, it's like, what 11 the minutes. hell? Yeah. You're, you know? You're one of those hipsters that thinks that the silence is an artistic choice. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. No, that's... They're mixing that silence shit, for hours. Good rant. I'm sure. Good rant. Yeah. Good shit. Right, Hang on. <laughs> um, shit, insert Final Fantasy VII here, Joe. I forgot to have it pulled up. Joe put up... Put on some kind of like raging death metal while you were ranting. <laughs> okay, so funny. <laughs> we'll deal with that. You said it, you said sy you said synthetic like nonsense. So I went for it was either that or ganglia. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. No, no electronic grindcore today. Oh man, electronic well, grindcore. <laughs> well, Trey, I'll give it to you first. Final thoughts on Caius. Uh, man, Caius. Uh, 
I mean, uh, I, I feel like I wouldn't be making the music I make today without listening to them. Uh, I, I feel like the, these guys just really are like a, a, a prototype for if, if you're starting a band or something and you just like, you know, they just kind of have that feel kind of like, you know, like Nirvana felt or just like you just, these are just some people in a jam room making music for, they never thought anything would really come of it. And it came out sounding so original. And it's like, when you listen to it, it, you, you hear that. Um, it transcends whatever genre, stoner rock, stoner metal that you want to end up coming up with. You know, it's just um, it's it's it sounds like it was personal to them. So it became personal to me. And I don't know. I'm just I'm just as much as I do. Those dudes, I'm sure, hate each other now. I'm glad for however members were in the band, you know, our 75 members played it. They barely had two records with. I thought they only had two records with the same lineup back to back. Uh, I'm glad at some point in time they pulled it together enough to make those those few records. So, yeah. And what about you? Oh, man. Final thoughts on Caius. Um, honestly, I'm a little disappointed that there isn't more. Um, I would love to hear that band in a modern setting. And, you know, you could argue that maybe that's Queen of the Stone Age, Queens of the Stone Age. But um, I think the bands are still different enough, you know, and that's that, that's one of those things where it's one of those, I'm going to show you this band from the 90s and it's going to be heavier and sludgier and make you feel differently than anything else you've experienced. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, have you ever had a chance to check out where John Garcia actually got up to do a couple of Kaya songs? With, no. Yeah, there's three YouTube clips recorded horribly. Um, just on like some dude's phone or something like that. But they do Thumb, Hurricane, and Super Scoopa. Okay. In a row. Check that out. And then, uh, it's it's cool because they kind of like Josh Alms like, okay, now we're gonna do some we're gonna do some old shit. And then Garcia just kind of comes out and everybody's just like, oh shit. And then they just like went in, you know, they go with the thumb. If I'm not mistaken, the first track. And I was, I, was, I remember like hearing about, I remember reading about it on a blog and then like I had to download the videos, but now it's on YouTube. Nice. I feel like Andre the giant. When I listen to Caius, <laughs> I feel like the biggest guy in the room. Who's a legit badass that everybody loves and nobody can do a damn thing to. <laughs> <laughs> that's a yeah. yes. Trey yes. we have a tradition on this rec- on this podcast of what oh. we like to call the album of the week it can be anything right. that you've been listening to it doesn't have to be anything to do with Caius it seems like an extreme possibility that your album of the week could be a Caius record uh, what is your album of the week actually um, it will be uh, oddly enough, it is going to be the latest EP put out by the electronic artist Perturbator. Interesting. Okay, cool. Um, I don't know if you have how uh, familiar you guys are with uh, French electronic synthwave influenced insanity. Uh, these guys are on the label Blood Music. Uh, okay. It's the same label that put out that. Do you remember that giant Emperor box set that got put out? Yes. Yes, I do. Same label. That label, okay. very oddly enough, puts out black metal and French electronica pretty much exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if our, uh, if our other host Jeff was here, he he would uh, he would he, proceed with a twenty minute. He rant. would definitely follow with a twenty minute. Uh, yeah, he he's probably very familiar. I'm going to text yes. him about that here in a little bit. <laughs> um, but no, the new Perturbator is absolutely amazing. I'm actually seeing they are on tour. I am seeing them Tuesday. Um, oh, wow. Their new EP is called New Model. It is uh, 
not only does it hit just like the great like um just like you know the the kind of key like synth wave like 80 sounds it also gets like really harsh at times almost like industrial in in spots as well uh there's an amazing um opening act called makeup and vanity set it's he is an uh, electronic artist here from nashville um that um he does like a lot of like soundtracky stuff. He actually did the, I don't know if you're familiar with death note, but, um, on yes. Netflix, um, I, there was a live action death note movie <laughs> that just recently came out, which is not the Netflix live action series, but there was one they did in Japan, I believe. Uh, no, yeah, they had the manga Well, not the manga, but the, the, they had the anime and then they just did a net, a made for Netflix, um, movie based around that. That was pretty, bleh. but know, anyway, and, uh, and he, Willem he, Dafoe is playing, is playing Ryuk, which, yes. God, how do you fuck that up? You have Willem Dafoe playing Ryuk. I don't know how they did it. I mean, it, but anyway, um, makeup and vanity set. Did, that's upsetting. Did a lot of, <laughs> but yeah, I'm hyped for that. But yeah, that's, that is my, um, that's my album of the week. I, I, I listen to a lot of different genres of music. I don't just stick to metal a lot. I actually do a lot of electronic music in my spare time uh, as a solo project. I mentioned snot. So I'm going to say everybody should go listen to snot by snot. <laughs> Another great band where you only have to spend, you only have to buy one album. <laughs> Unfortunately. It's a damn good record. <laughs> what about you, D? Uh, well, uh, not to be the generic metalhead, as you guys are all like, let's all go out of the box. I've been listening to Forever by Code Orange. So nice. <laughs> That's just me. Um, something, something a little heavier, something a little bit more modern. Um, but, uh, but yeah, in between my my sessions of Caius, um, I was listening to a lot of uh, Code Orange, who um, actually me and Jeff are going to go see them. Uh, I believe with Gojira and Torch, they're going to be here. Killer. They're going to be here in St. Louis in uh, October. I'm a huge Torch fan. Yeah, Torch uh, is is fucking amazing. Uh, as as far as like bands that have really just kind of came up with their own style, mm-hmm. Torch has really got it. I love the hooky heaviness. Oh yeah, that they've got. I've seen him. I've seen him uh, about three times. Um, I've seen him a couple times in clubs in Nashville, and I saw him at the uh, at this um, festival in Atlanta uh, about I guess like eight years ago or something like that. Scion Fest in Atlanta, um, and yeah, there I love them a lot. I've I've only seen the tail end of uh, Gojira set. I remember I believe they were opening for Metallica. Okay, yeah. at some point in time and. Um, I had gotten free tickets to go see him and I, we got there late and I think we shot like the tail end of, uh, of Gojira. But, um, luckily we did get to see Lemmy play with Metallica that night. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I never got to see motorhead, but, but that's the closest I ever got was to see, let me get on stage and, uh, play a couple of motorhead jams with Metallica that night. That's pretty cool. It was cool. Well, Trey, if I've done my research correctly, everybody can buy the new Rift EP at rift.bandcamp.com. That's Rift with two Fs. Fs. Like Jeffrey with one F, but two Fs. That's a Pixies reference. That, that second F is for fuck. You know, <laughs> fucking Rift. Rift. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wanted a name that was just kind of us. just like, man, we got to come up with a cool name. And I'm just like, ah, I'd rather come up with a dumb name so I don't have to worry about it being cool. There you go. So now there you go. <laughs> and on that note, this has been episode 31 of Discography Discussion. Thank you for listening. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. 
Visit DiscussMetal.com for all things discography discussion. And please send questions and comments to DanAndJoeShow at gmail.com. Is that it? I think that's good. I think we're good, dude. I I can do more if you want. No, we're good, man. We also just, if you guys, uh, uh, we just had a um, a lineup change as well. Yeah, yeah so I saw that uh, drummer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we are uh, the drummer that was on the last EP. He unfortunately had to bail. Just uh, he, you know, sometimes life comes at you. Shit I, happens. I gave yeah, him, I get you. Yeah, I uh, I love Jason to death, and he's an absolute uh, thunder horse of a drummer. Um, I, I ended up being. I was like, listen, man, I don't, why don't I? I loved him so much. I was just like, I'm just going to give you three. Let's just take three months off. And um, you know, we had just got done recording drums for the EP. And I was like, why don't you take three months off? And in three months, you know, you let me go. But I just I want to be straight up. Right. We're going on. There you go. <laughs> like, we're going to move on. You know. So. Um, the the uh, be prepared for what's coming with riff. It's going to be different. Sweet. Our drummer. Uh, we felt like we feel like we've kind of fleshed out the slower stuff as much as we can. It'll, the the doom riffage will still be a part of it, but it is going into we now. Uh, our new drummer is a lot faster. He comes from much more of like a punk background. Cool. And uh, we're taking it up a notch. Awesome. Uh, I'm excited about that. When Toomey first sent me over a link to the band, I was kind of like, because uh, you know, you know how it is. Whenever one of your buddies is like, "Hey man, check this band out," you know, and you're like, "Okay," you know, and then I put it right. in, and I was like, right. "Oh shit, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board," you know. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Yeah, that's a I that's a genuine that. reaction, not just a "you're on my podcast" <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> we try to be a little bit original and at least entertaining, and we yeah, find no, I definitely enjoyed it because I honestly I expected something to be just like all black you know all blast all growl mm-hmm. all death, mm-hmm. you know and i'm yeah and i'm getting a little sick of that you know as am i it's like it's not i listen to a lot i just i just listen to tons of it man i mean i, I just there's just tons of like death metal that i absolutely love and when i'm into it like the new um uh shoot uh who was it suffocation record if i'm not mistaken uh uh somebody doing that shit right is is amazing is always going to be amazing but i i just feel like when I try to do that, I am really just, it, it feels like a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy or something like that. So I'm just like, ah, let's just not, let's, mm-hmm. let's do our own thing. Let's do this weird, uh, sludgy beach boys thing. Totally we- understand. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's working for you, man. So that's awesome. I, I appreciate it guys. So yeah. Hey, it. thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for taking your, taking some time no out doubt. on Sunday. Uh, uh, yeah, no doubt. Thanks for having me on here, fellas.